Let's try to have no regrets. Hello, everyone. I'm Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 420 Decor Trends You May Regret. And we do not want to have any regrets. No, hashtag no regrets. You guys love any sort of trend. And we thought this would be really fun and lighthearted. Now, if you have any of these things in your home currently, enjoy them. And we bless you. And we want you to enjoy them for the rest of your life. But these are just things that have been sort of, you know, bubbling on the surface of the trends. And, you know, maybe in four or five years, when people get itchy to change things up, they might not be long lasting. That's not to say that you may not love them forever. So, you know, if you do have one or two of these things in your house, you know, don't, don't be offended. <laughs> well, and I guess I want to just say, this is not a shaming episode. If you have Do we it, have shaming episodes? Then, well, no, I, well, no, I'm not saying we do, but I'm just saying, I don't want you to feel shamed. I know, if I'm you have, we're, you. we're not, we're not trying to make fun of anybody or if you have the, listen, we have, We've done we've done it all. We've bought all the stuff that then, you know, went out later on. So uh Right. And this is also based on our Google mastering research. It's not necessarily a list that we just came up with out of the top of our heads. So this is what other designers and trend right. uh Watchers, watchers and foreseers are predicting may happen in the nearish future uh, on some of these items. And you know what? It's a lighthearted, yeah. fun episode and should be taken that way. And well, and right. It, it, but right. And but I just want to say, like, for example, we've talked before about the color red. There's nothing wrong with the color red. And some people, that's their favorite color. So if you want red in your house, then put it in there. I mean, so, you know, it's not really hot right now. But that doesn't mean you can't have it in your house or there's anything, there's anything wrong with that. So I, that's, I just want to, you know, give that caveat before we yes, start. Yes, yes. And before we start, we thought we'd just, you know, give you a little update on what's going on in our homes. We used to do full-on episodes like that, but um, we just thought we'd give you... We're too boring now? Yeah. Is that just- <laughs> no, you know, it's, like, it's fun to sort of add it in and keep you up to date rather than like waiting a long time and saying, oh, look what I did from, you know, here's the before and here's the after. So we're just going to you know, maybe add in in every few episodes a little something about what's going on in our houses. So what's going on in your house, Anita? Well, you know, we've been stuck at home for quite a while now. And Evie and I... Well, you know, yeah, you know, me and a few million people have been stuck at home. So uh, Evie and I walked to the store the other day, down the street. Get out of here. I mean, stay in here. What did you do? Where did you go? We went, well, my favorite antique store, and you know, you've uh, said the name the other day. It's the Heights Antiques on Yale. It's walking distance from my house, and that's my favorite store to shop at. Uh, here in the Heights in Houston. So we walked over there and uh, I talked to the owner, Christy, who's just always a delight to chat with. And I really, at the last minute, just threw my credit card, you know, in my pocket. I really didn't plan to use it, but you never know. You didn't. And darn. You didn't plan to use it. Just at the last minute. (laughs) I really didn't. I thought I'd bring some currency in case. (laughs) And I love that 
that antique store is an essential business. And I'm good for Christy. I'm glad she's open. Yeah. So I found, you know, I, ha- I have this love of purple dishes mm-hmm. and French things. And I had bought some, I don't know, a year ago. And there were some really pretty French antique dishes that are purple that I'd seen online, but I just thought, oh, these are way too expensive. I'm not buying them because if you buy them, they're always in France. And then the shipping just is doubles the price basically once you have it shipped. So here were these. So I just thought I'm not even going to get them. Well, here was a set of 11 of these dishes and I'll have to put the name of them in the show notes because I can't pronounce it, but it's, it's an antique French brand from the, I mean, these are probably like 150 years old, something How like that. mad was they the original s- owner when somebody broke the number 12? I don't know. That's right. There were just 11, mm-hmm. but there were, there were 11. Right. And uh, for the less than the price that I could have two of these shipped from oh, France. Yeah. And you're supporting a local business. Way to go, Anita. So, hey, yeah. Anyway, they're beautiful. Uh, I don't like using them to actually eat off of, you know, because you don't know about lead, but they sure are beautiful and I'll be using them for sure somewhere. So how about you? That was my big excitement. That and my, and my bread that, that I mentioned in the last episode, it came out so beautifully. I was just so excited to have that beautiful uh, bread. Anyway, that, those are my two exciting things that happened. How about you? I left my house and went someplace too, but I didn't go in. Yeah, I didn't go in any other place, but I have a client on the other side of town and they moved to the Palisades, which is a really beautiful part of um, Southern California on the West side. So I drove over the other day because I'm helping them with their garden. And I was followed by my trusty helper and with all the plants in his truck and all this good compost. And I had my mask and my visor and my sunglasses and my sunblock. And he and I were far apart, but we worked in their front yard and planted all these beautiful flowers in front of their newly painted white picket fence and changed. There was just a lot of random plants and we took them out and we found other homes for some of them. And it looked so beautiful. And their home is... A traditional home and it's a very um, classic older neighborhood but when you look down the end of the street there is the pacific ocean like like not oh, like you could wow. go walk on the sand it's over pacific coast highway but you can see it and you can just see this just endless expanse of water and so all day long while we were there for eight hours while we were, we were designing and planting and digging holes and filling them with water and putting in, uh, you know, the special compost and uh, my secret recipes uh, for the plant roots and all of this. Every time I'd look up, I would see the ocean. It was so wonderful to see the ocean. Um, And so I had the loveliest day. And so that was exciting. And there was no risk of getting close to anybody. It was all good. And then um, on the home front, I'll mention it again, but again, until I've done it for a little bit longer, I don't want to give a lot of feedback, but my daughter and I decided to try a paleo diet. She had been wanting to do that and she thought, oh, "Oh, it's going to be hard. And I said, I don't know why I said it. It was just on a whim to be supportive. I'll do it with you. And so we've been chopping (laughs) and peeling and lots of of veggies and turmeric, Mm -hmm. which I will just give you a turmeric is like the hot spice these days you know it's in everything um 
I, I guess cilantro had its moment, and now turmeric is having its moment. But cilantro is just always in style. It is always in style. It's, it's not a, a trend, <laughs> but it did. It did it's have a classic. big moment uh, not too long ago. Yeah. But turmeric mm-hmm. dyes everything from your cutting board, your hands. Yes. And then when we ate it's the all meal, yellow. all yes. of the napkins. Remember, we were recently talking about the cloth napkins. Well. There, there's nothing that's going to get this out. Isn't that called the poor man's saffron too? Probably is because that's what that's the color it looks like when it gets on something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's yeah. the update. But it is supposed to be very healthy. It is supposed to be very healthy. So, well, you know, speaking of that, I was I was buying all these flowers for my gluten free flour, oat flour, oh, and teff yes, we flour. have so many flowers now. It's ridiculous. And I bought some, yeah. So, so when I make my gluten-free flour, it has all these whole, uh, you know, all the oat and all these other flours in there. I bought, I meant to buy, I should say, some sorghum flour. But when I got the, and this is when we were just buying everything on Amazon, we couldn't leave the house. So I, I didn't realize my error until I got these massive amounts of sorghum <laughs> that was not flour. And I thought, well, I'll just put it in my food processor and grind it up into flour. No. It does not grow. What is sorghum? And so, well, I didn't know, but apparently it's a grain that they eat in Africa and India. So I thought, well, I'm stuck with these because that's just too much trouble to return. And I thought, well, I'm just praying this stuff tastes good. So I boiled it up and made, you know, because we've been eating a lot of uh, Buddha bowls, yeah. you know, bowls with lots of veggies and things and, and quinoa. It's actually quite good and it kind of has a flavor like comedy. Oh. So you might try that in your paleo diet. It was pretty and good. Then you could plant a whole some grain. out at the farm and you could have a whole field of it. <laughs> yes, that sounds great. <laughs> but anyway, so it turned out to be a happy ap- accident. So oh, that's I'm, good. I'm always happy when that happens. Ugh. Okay. Well, how fun. Well, you'll have to let us yeah, know. Yeah, I'll let you know. I, I'm feeling really good, but I don't know if uh, that has anything to do with it, but we'll see. Uh, hey, and I wanted to let everyone know we have two and and probably more by the time this episode comes out really interesting inspiring and incredible women that we're going to be sharing with you as special guests on decorating tips and tricks we did that one interview a bit ago with um amy azarita who had written that really wonderful book and we got a great response people loved hearing another voice and somebody who had you know created something and had an interesting backstory. So we decided we'd try it again, especially during this time. It's just nice to be introduced to other interesting women. Maybe you're not out seeing your own friends or connecting in the way that you used to. So we thought, what better time to start bringing in some special guests? So we have um, at least two in the books already and one that is uh, going to be interviewed soon. So over the course of June and into July, you'll have um, these guests to um, visit with and learn about. And uh, we hope that you really enjoy that. Yeah. And if it's something that you enjoy, let us know and we'll try to do more of them. And if you don't like it either, well, I guess let us know that too. Yeah. Yeah. And today we know what you do like. We do like your trends. So we thought this would be super fun. Um, So let's kick it off. Uh, Do you have one to throw out there? Oh, well, I never was a fan of this one to begin with, but it looks like it's had its day and that's the terrazzo. Interesting enough, Amy Azarita, who I just mentioned, she talked about the terrazzo because, you know, she's a style forecaster and mm-hmm. whatnot. And when we were talking about what was hot and what was not, 
she said terrazzo is sick. it it was just overly saturated and it's now making its way out and if somebody does love terrazzo our suggestion would be to do it in a very small way like maybe a side table or something like that um, and if anybody doesn't know what terrazzo is, Anita, can you describe that? Because I knew you had that at one oh, point in a house. I right? did. It's like bits of marble mixed in with concrete. And they're on, I mean, our house was built, the other house we had was built in the late 70s. And so all the downstairs that wasn't carpeted was this terrazzo. And so I was sick of it as soon as I bought the house. When we bought it, it was, a, you know, the house was older and it was already pretty dated. But yeah, so bits of marble, and it seems like in some places, maybe even bits of shell in this concrete. And uh, I don't know, it just never looked good when we were there. And uh, the grout was a problem. And I don't know, the terrazzo wasn't really, I remember having somebody come over and I looked, had him look at my, the, the shower because the walls were done in the terrazzo, not just the floor. Wow, it was everywhere. Oh, they committed, honey. They committed. And I said, yeah, what would it, you know, let's talk about changing all this. He goes, oh, it's in great shape. It doesn't need to be changed. And I just thought, what? <laughs> like, it doesn't really matter what kind of shape it's in. It's not very nice looking. Yeah. But anyway, so we, uh, so, you know, again, I just, I had to move. Yeah, had to move. Yeah. The house needed to be painted and that had terrazzo and I had to move. So what's the solution? Moving on. But, you know, terrazzo also has a very mid-century modern look. So I'm not surprised that it's it's kind of, you know, wheeling itself out mm-hmm. of of being a hot trend because mid-century modern full on total commitment, as you say, mid-century modern is also now over. People mm-hmm. are not doing that anymore. And, you know, we've never stood behind the idea of committing yourself fully to one look. So, you know, you should, really shouldn't do that. And you might have a regret if you do. Uh, but Terrasso, if you have it and you love it, and tap dance on it. You know, whatever makes you happy, enjoy it. But if you're thinking about that as an option of something to do, you know, maybe uh, think about it again. Yeah, yeah. And then also, you know, it's like you have to keep it sealed and everything. So anyway, that's another hassle on it. Okay, so what's yours? Well, this one is something we've, we have talked about before, too, in different ways. But, you know, going, committing to something that's pretty trendy on a wall treatment, um, and particularly tile in your bathroom. Uh, these bold geometric pattern tiles have been really hot, I think, in their actual handmade form, they're called caustic tiles, but you know that's where I, I remember reading about it. It's actually you know the the different kinds of clays are put together, and it's really done beautifully and hand done. But then that look kind of got popularized, and then it it sort of whittled its way down to showing up in the shelves in Home Depot, which is fine too. But everybody's now seen them. It's those usually six by six, eight by eights, bigger tiles, uh, maybe black and white. There might be like a swirl or a fleur-de-lis or there's some sort of geometric shape going on on it. And it's a lot. It's just a lot of pattern. And 
when it first came on, maybe two, three years ago, I mean, it looked really fresh and kind of looked really great with the modern farmhouse look or even industrial. It just kind of gave it a little like oomph where it's particularly if you're going all neutral and then you have this bathroom with the walls or the floor done like that. It was kind of interesting. But it's just so much that it really is going to date your look. So unless you're absolutely in love with it or, you know, your family makes these type of tiles, I would again, you know, have some caution. Think about it. How am I going to feel about this in three years, five years, seven years, 10 years, and maybe just use it in a little way. I bet you could find a mirror framed out in those tiles. You could even have one made or make one yourself. Use it as a trivet. You know, maybe put the... um, your soap on one. You know, just use it as an accent if you love it and you have to have it. But to commit to grout and putting it on your wall and, you know, make, forming your bathroom or your shower or your bathroom floor of it, I think that you might regret it. Oh, right. I saw a house uh, across the street. It's a 100-year-old original craftsman-style house, over 100 years old. And they did that in one of the bathrooms when they redid it. And at the time, I thought, oh, boy. This looks so 2018. And I thought it looked charming, but I also knew five years from now, it's going to be out and it's going to just kind of be a slap in the face every time you walk in the room because it's so bold and it's on the walls, not just on the floors. And I felt like, you know, if that's what you really want to do, just stick to the floor. Don't put it on the walls in the bathtub. I just thought that was a big mistake. But even like you said, on the floor, it's you're kind of stuck with it. It's kind of a, I mean, you don't, you can tear it up later, but it's not going to be easy. So, uh, you know, I mean, it just, it's just not something I would suggest. I mean, really, if we're talking about tiles for a floor or backsplash or whatever, I mean, I really think you're just going to do better going with something uh, more, uh, you know, that's just going to be a classic that's just going to be around for a long time. And then put your trendy things in that can be changed out. We say that all the time, but it's true. It's exactly. just such a good idea. Gosh, it is. I looked it up just to, because I thought caustic didn't seem right. It's in N caustic. So E-N-C-A-U-S-T-I-C. Oh. So we'll put that in the show notes okay. if anybody wants to look that up. But I think when you do look it up, you'll say, yeah. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you'll, you know, you'll hand, recognize it. Handmade, and then obviously the ones that are just machine made. But um, I have one because I pulled it out for a client and to give because she was interested in it, and so I got a sample of one, and then I I talked her out of it. In fact, I think we talked a client out of that. One of our online cons- consulting clients out of I doing that. I think we did. I remember that now. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I, yes, and I, I, I must have also talked out a live client here because I actually brought this tile to someone. And then I thought, oh, it's really pretty and it's black and white and I like black and white. And so I put some felt on the bottom of it and I use it as a trivet. Well, there you Done. go. Yeah. Okay. Well, what about this one? Because this came in so hot and heavy and now eh, it's already had its moment and that's the rose gold medal. So, I mean, if we're talking about a rose gold tray, no, that was $20, $30, you know, enjoy it for a few years and then let it go. But, you know, maybe don't buy an expensive lamp made out of that 
or just some end tables. I saw some yes. are, are the lamps, mm-hmm. large floor lamps. They right. were doing that because you know, it seemed like whatever, if you were doing uh, brushed nickel or you were doing gold or oil rub bronze, a lot of companies were adding that rose gold. And so tempting. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. And it looks great with millennial pink and all that. But I don't, I would not put a, anything that was a big ticket item. I would not choose that finish for it. So agree. So agree. In general, fast furniture. Now, we do recommend IKEA sometimes, and sometimes IKEA is great and it can last for a while. But, you know, you know fast furniture when you buy it, or, you know, you think, wow, how am I getting that for that amount of money? It's not a great place to put your money. It's also going to end up in a landfill at some point pretty soon. <laughs> so you might regret that. So, why not save up or thrift it or consign find a, something at a consignment store where it's a better piece of furniture if you can uh, you know certainly if it's a little accent piece hey we're always talking about hey get this little accent piece get this little end table something like that at a good price but i'm talking about foundational furniture you should try to stay away from the fast inexpensive cheaply made furniture um, if it's something that should last a long time like a sofa well and it's so interesting you say that and I 100% agree with you but I'm sitting here thinking I where am I seeing solid well-made wood furniture that is new and I got to be honest I'm hardly seeing it anywhere and when I see it it's three times the price of the other so you know, it's really time to look at some vintage pieces here for the, uh, for, you know, like chest of drawers or something like that, uh, because the new stuff just, I I know it sounds like an old person, but it, they really don't make it like they used to. It's just true. No, they don't, Granny. They don't. <laughs> well, no, I don't say true. that about everything, but about this, I think it is the case. No, I absolutely agree with you. It is hard to find a well-made new piece of furniture that you know that you don't get sticker shock from right particularly because there is so much fast furniture out there i think it's yes or it's just it's just pressed together particle board it's just not wood anymore right but you know what i'm saying like your mind gets that like oh you've seen all these things that are this price oh under a thousand dollars for you know a sofa oh great let me and so you kind of get used to that. Your mind is seeing those kinds of numbers. And so, you know, you kind of like get a sense in your mind what something should cost. Well, a really well-made sofa shouldn't cost like $700. It, it yeah. has to cost more yeah. than that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because the wood to. has to be dried right and it has to be made and should be, mm-hmm. hand, you know, if it can be handmade and good springs and mm-hmm. the fill has to be right. Let's just think of everything that goes into a sofa. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. So as we try to stay away from fast um, fashion, think about fast furniture too. And it's not always going to be possible. And certainly if you've got, uh, you know, a set of twins and an 18-month-old, then have your fast sofa, you know, because <laughs> at some point, you, you know, you're going to want to get a new sofa anyway, like I did with my DNA sofa. Mm-hmm. Stop uh, calling it that. That's really kind of grossing me out every time you say it. <laughs> um. Okay, speaking of uh, sofas, the curvy, the oh, bubble-shaped, yeah. the kind of oddly shaped major pieces of furniture. Mm-hmm. Whether 
I've seen sofas, I've seen love seats, even larger chairs. I just would stay really far away from all of that because I think that is really going to be a regret. Yes, I, I so much agree with you. It, it's cool, it's interesting, it's new, it's different. But again, this is a big ticket item. That if, if it goes in hard, it's going to go out hard and you're going to be stuck with this expensive sofa that just looks kind of odd. Let me just jump back to these bubbly, curvy sofas for a minute, because it's it's that sort of thing that I oh, you could just like thinking in your mind, like, oh, that is going to make the room. Like, that is just going to be such a statement piece. But on the flip side, that is what's going to date the room. And in five years, you're not going to want that anymore. So I guess, you know, if it's a fast furniture piece... And you're going to love it for five years. Well, love it to death and, and sit on it every day because you're going to want it to go away in about that period of time, if not sooner. Yeah, but that's awfully big thing to have in a landfill. So, Modern farmhouse can also be too much of a good thing, right? Because it has to be in the right context. Um, and I think that everybody went a little overboard with the modern farmhouse look. So that might be something if you did your whole house like that, you know, you're like, oh, you know, Joanna Gaines is like 80 and you're like, wow, I wish I hadn't done that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Right. Like that's over. But uh, I don't know, maybe in five years you're going to tire of some of those pieces. So really the key to it all in which, which we talk about all the time is not committing to one specific look and having different eras and different styles that all work beautifully together using your neutral and limited color palette. And I'm throwing out all the DTT buzzwords, but it's so true, right? So, and then a few little things like like odd shaped pillows, like there's those knot pillows and the ball pillows and things like that. Like they're just like a little weird. I guess it's fun. It's whimsical, but mm-hmm. it's not going to go with every style to start out with. And I'm, I'm not seeing them you know, at a really low price point. In fact, I think they're probably too expensive for what they are. So I would stay away from everything like that. If you Mm -hmm. want to maybe get a fun pillow cover uh, that is a normal, regular shape that you can use again, then definitely, you know, we talk about that all the time is updating with pillows, but I wouldn't get any sort of those like odd shaped pillows. I don't like those. Right. And you know, I'm just thinking about something else that I almost did and now I'm really glad I didn't and that is the open shelves for the kitchen instead of the cabinets and again I don't think it's bad to have it a little bit of that but a whole wall of that I think might be too much because there's so much you have to store in the kitchen that really isn't that pretty to look at and so it really does make sense to have closed cabinets if you need a lot of storage so, uh, yeah, that, but that was very, very hot a few years ago, and uh, we were getting ready to do some work at, you know, the, our, our mountain house that we rent out, and I just, we haven't gotten to it yet. And now I'm thinking, I think my ideas of what we're doing there change every year, and so who knows what it's going to end up being by the time we actually get to it. Well, it's not going to be any of these possible regrettable items. I hope it's, not. <laughs> speaking of the kitchen and things you're going to want to have in there... And items and meals delivered right to your door by Sunbasket. Sunbasket delivers healthy, delicious meals straight to your door. How good does that sound right now? 
delicious recipes for all kinds of dietary preferences, including paleo, gluten-free, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and more. They make it easy and convenient with everything pre-portioned and ready to prep and cook. You can enjoy a dinner full of organic produce and clean ingredients in as little as 15 minutes. And you don't have to go to the store and you don't have to worry about making a list with all special ingredients. It's all going to show up in one box. So... No matter how much experience you have as a cook, you're going to be able to prepare these really gourmet meals once you receive your meal kit from Sunbasket. Each week, Sunbasket offers a wide variety of recipes to choose from, so you can try all kinds of mouth-watering dishes such as hoisin strip lettuce cups with pickled daikon and carrots, which we absolutely loved. We also love the roasted salmon with miso glazed eggplant that came, and the black bean tostadas Diablo with cabbage cabbage slaw, and guacamole. We are a big guac family, and that was a wonderful meal. You can order from the recipes across their menu, skip a week, or change up whenever you need to. There's no... um, you can even double up on your own recipes. It's really simple and it's easy with no gotchas. And Sunbasket facilities have the highest levels of food and employee safety. Right now, Sunbasket is offering $35 off your order when you go to sunbasket.com slash DTT and enter the promo code DTT at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash DTT and enter the promo code DTT at checkout for $35 your off your order. And that is a really good deal. And opening the door to a sun basket box, uh, it is a day maker. <laughs> it is a week maker, I should say, because you're getting enough meals for at least three evenings. And it's fantastic. And we have so much fun. I know Anita has mentioned before how much fun she and Evie have preparing meals together. And my daughters and I are doing that now too. And it's really fun and it's easy. They just can open all the pre-portioned little packets and things that come and away we go. Oh my goodness. It was so wonderful getting that box. It felt like this wonderful gift, opening the box up and all of the just fresh ingredients, so well packed, good quality produce in there. And uh, the meals were delicious. And I loved how many options they had for, for example, we're gluten-free. And so they had lots of options for people that are gluten-free and they were all delicious. So another thing that you can now have delivered your door is skincare products from Muesli. Muesli Muesli.com is a sponsor of Decorating Tips and Tricks today. And the Muesli Face RX is a customized prescription skincare treatment that is 10 times more powerful than over-the-counter products and most prescription medications. The spot cream by Muesli is proven to effectively remove 20 years of dark spots in as little as two weeks. We've got two weeks. Let's get it done. And the Skin Rejuvenation Set minimizes signs of aging, leaving skin even and supple. There are no doctor visits, no pharmacy lines. You can get it all in the comfort of your own home. You take a three-minute online questionnaire, upload a few photos of your skin, and a board-certified dermatologist will assess your concerns, prescribe a personalized treatment plan, and then ship it directly to you. Your appointed dermatologist is then available to chat anytime during the first 60 days of your treatment. And if you visit 
muesli.com, you can see these very compelling before and after photos. So for decorating tips and tricks listeners, we have a very special offer. Go to muesli.com slash DTT to get 20% off your first order. That's muesli, M-U-S-E-L-Y.com slash DTT for 20% off your first order. And I should just mention, in case people don't know, all of these links are always in our show notes. There's actually a box with our sponsors on the right-hand side as you're looking at your screen or on your phone, and you can just click through those boxes, and there are, the links there will take you directly to the special landing page or the special site that is set up for Decorating Tips and Tricks listeners. So it's super easy for these two sponsors for today or any sponsor in the past or in the future. So, And, and I did hear speaking of sponsors, from one of our longtime listeners, that the Canvas People Decorating Tips and Tricks coupon still works. Oh, (laughs) that's good. Three years ago. Wow. Yes. My friend Julie has just gotten more. She loves Well, good. Well, that was such a good deal. So I'm glad she was able to still use that. I mean, that was awesome. We've had so many great deals. So another thing that we should talk about is large wallpaper patterns. Mm-hmm. I'm drawn mm-hmm. to some very large patterns, but I am taking pause, and I think that you should too, because large patterns might not float your boat in four or five years, and then it's up there. Now, if you approach it like, hey, I enjoyed it for a period of time, I'll just have it taken off and I'll repaint or I'll do it myself. It is a lot easier to take wallpaper off now than it was before with the different pace and if whatnot. You get, well, ha- especially if you get the removable kind. Right. If you have the removable, it's like a no-brainer. But, you know, it's still time and effort and money to get it done. So I would think long and hard before I did that. But it, it can be just spectacular in a room. Uh, yeah. That, well, but uh, yes. And I would add to that that most wallpaper is specific to a particular time and most wallpaper as much as I love wallpaper you if you really want something classic that's going to stand the test of time most wallpaper will look dated down the road yeah because think of it now oh wallpaper's back wallpaper's back but you know if you if you had a wallpaper from like Waverly that was from 1989 or something like that that wouldn't look cool now you know, it's it's back, but it's back different right. so, than it was before. Think of like a pattern on fabric. The simpler the fabric pattern, the longer it's going to be in style. So like a stripe is kind of more of a classic. But even wallpaper, striped wallpaper, depending on what colors are there, they can still look dated. So, but anyway, but that's that's my, those are my thoughts there. So maybe what we need is some wallpaper that is paint by number. Oh my, stop. That's a great idea. Maybe we have to do that. That would keep everybody really busy. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'd like to go out and see you, but I'm still doing my painting. Sorry, I can't have anyone over. I'm still painting my wallpaper. Yeah. Do you have any more? I have one more. I have one more. We talked about this style in an episode not too long ago, so we can link that. And the style is Grand Millennial. I think it is such a fun style. And it's really, I don't know if it's since we did our episode, Anita, but I don't know if you've noticed, but it's totally taken off. Like I think House Beautiful did an article are, about is it. it. Are, are we already After, saying it's out going out? No, it's not going out, but you know, House Beautiful did an article about it mm-hmm. after we did our episode and whatnot. And it's really hot now. 
but it's a very over-the-top style, and it's kind of whimsical. And so I think if you embrace that too hard, you might regret that. Mm, You know, there is a lot of classic elements to it, but there's so much color and there's a lot of whimsy. And so I would just say, be careful. Um, And you can do it and enjoy it. And I think it is a really fun style to have, but maybe make sure that the foundational pieces that you have are are more of the traditional ones. Mm -hmm. So then if you want to pull back on it, in four years or five years, you can do that. And you still got this great foundation of really solid, beautiful furnishings and sofas and, and even more expensive accessories. Yeah, that sounds good. That's a, that's good advice, Kelly. I think. Okay. So what's our hot topic? Okay. This is, uh, the title is the end of pier one home improvement app store and more. And this is a very long article. As always, we will include a link to the article that we're talking about. And I'm just going to give you the highlights. I'm just going to just tell you kind of the, some of the key points, and then you can kind of comment with your thoughts. Uh, the first one, first point is that Pier 1 is closing all of their stores. You probably already knew that. IKEA, this was news to me, is looking to convert old post offices and department stores to IKEA stores. JCPenney just filed for Chapter 11, and they announced they are closing over 240 stores. Uh, Wayfair and Overstock are having an increase in sales. That makes sense because they're online. And the last uh, point was that Schumacher has announced its second collection with Williams-Sonoma for tabletop, linens, pillows, and other home accessories. And anyway, I'm excited about that. So there you have it. What What do you think, Kelly? Well, I think I better use my Pier 1 gift card that I have a little bit left on. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. would. I returned something there and I don't even remember what it was. And I kept chipping away at this gift card. Now I, you know, I just wish I had bought more battery operated candles or something. Because uh, yeah, you be- well, there's really going to be run. It's going to be right. run. I don't really yeah. shop there. And so I'd be like, okay, what can I go get and use this gift card for? So there's that. Um, I did hear, and I didn't read it in this article, but on the JCPenney note, mm-hmm. I did hear that Amazon was looking to partner with JCPenney. Oh, interesting. But, he- but here for listen to what it's for fashion particularly fast fashion oh no, a number no, one no. i don't really think of jc penny as fashion forward and we, the world does not need more fast fashion so that's kind of yucky so i hope that doesn't happen that's, i'm sorry if jc penny goes to the wayside yeah. but they had a long run um, <laughs> you know, make room for somebody else <laughs> kind of brutal there ouch my, I, that was my mother-in-law's favorite store was JC. Oh, I remember going to JC Penny with my mom all the time, and you mm-hmm. know, it was like it was it was like all the big department stores then mm-hmm. that that range, the Macy's, Gimbals, even that sort of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You could get everything, right? I mean, not as much as you get at Sears, which well, I no, a lot see, of time my dad, child. we only yeah. shopped at Sears because they had better appliances. So. You get a lawnmower and some perfume. Yes. Um, okay, my last th- thought on the article is. Mm-hmm. I don't think I like the Schumacher uh, pairing. Oh, okay. I didn't look real closely at it, but it, it kind of looked. I did. It looked a little seventies to me. And did that's it? Not my, well, my that's thing. yeah, but that's yeah. the thing. I know, but it's not my thing. But um, but Schumacher, I love. Yes, uh, yeah. It's a fabric house. Just you know, my favorite fabric of all time. The pine hollyhock is a Schumacher fabric. So mm-hmm. if they would do things with them in that, I would like that. 
yeah, I have to look at this again. But I remember looking at it, thinking I thought it was it was pretty. But, but this uh, is good. To, these pairings, right? So William Sonova is probably not going anywhere, and they, they, or their business is probably ticked up with you know, can buy food from them, and you know you can buy lots of different things, obviously kitchen related, but all sorts of things for them. So you know who knows yeah, how Schumacher is doing, yeah, and we don't want them to go away. I so, mean, they're great. kind of they're kind of they're fun. I mean, I don't know. This is exactly what I would have, but I think it's they've got some interesting fun patterns here and you know William Sonoma also I don't know if you know this you know I love my Fortnum and Mason things and yes. did you know you can buy Fortnum and Mason tea at teas and a few other products at William Sonoma did you know that I did know that oh you already knew that of course you did well because I do send William Sonoma food gifts almost every year at Christmas okay and so I've been on that part of their website enough yes. to see that yeah no that is good but you can buy directly from Fortnum and mason for a lot cheaper you just have to pay a 25 dollars shipping fee but it actually more than makes up for it if you buy you know just a few things mm-hmm. so there you okay go. so my crush today is She's, from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm moving on <laughs> and th- these are really pretty you know how we we like those well it's botanical but we also like those kind of german um a science type of posters, if you will, or wall hangings that may might oh, have been yes, in a classroom. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so the this item or the, it's two pieces. They kind of straddle both worlds. They're they're fairly large. I think twenty by sixteen, and it, one's black with ecru writing, and the other one is ecru with black writing. And they kind of have that sense of that sort of German look that I'm talking about, but they also have a botanical sense to them because one is about herbs and one is about vegetables or vegetable gardens. And they're framed. And for two of them, it's $19.99. Oh, wow. That's a great price. That's a great deal, right? They're really good looking. Um, I don't, I can't vouch for the frame. I haven't seen them, but um, I stumbled upon them somewhere and I thought that could be really pretty. Um, you know, maybe in a, a kitchen or even a laundry room or, or if you had some sort of enclosed potting area. It could be such a nice addition. And the black and white just really makes them look a, more, a lot more expensive than they are. Oh, how fun. Oh, I can't wait to see the link to these. What's yours? Uh, well, you know, I have been doing a lot of cooking and I was looking for something just to cheer me up, you know, when we were kind of stuck at home. Uh, So to serve my soup in. So I found these really pretty French looking bowls at uh, Sur La Table. And they're kind of footed bowls and they have the lion heads on either side. Uh, You know, they're all white. So but you probably know what I'm talking about. You've probably seen them. Those, oh yeah, that's so pretty. Yeah, they're they're gorgeous. Classic. And they, they really were not that expensive, so that was something I ordered when we uh, you know couldn't go leave the house, and it was just such a happy day when those came. And and then you know of course we use them for soup. In fact, I we use them for lunch today, and it just it just made me smile having my soup in them, and they really were not that expensive. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. That sounds nice. Um, our question is a little different than we normally get. This mm-hmm. came through. Uh, as a direct message to me on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I thought, since Anita is much, much more of a master of Instagram than I am, that we both should ring in on this. So our listener, Julia, is asking, 
about creating your Instagram gallery. You know, everybody calls different names for it and people are now calling them your tiles or right, your gallery, or your, grid. Your, yeah. your grid, what have you. So, but basically your gallery of photos that mm-hmm. you choose to put in your Instagram. Um, she, Julia is really enjoying decorating her house and she's getting lots of great tips from decorating tips and tricks. And she, in not too recent, uh, not too long ago, I should say, started her Instagram account. And she really is enjoying it as a creative expression of the things that she's doing in her house. So snapping photos here and there and whatnot. But she, not to gain more followers or what have you, just for herself, who's sort of having a collection, she wants it to look beautiful when she looks at it. Mm -hmm. So she's asking for a tip from each of us on how to do that. Um, So I would say... Probably the key is is actually a key to decorating your house is the limited color palette. If you're looking at all of those tiles at the same time and there's jarring differences like pastels in one corner and then another place it's strong red and black and then another place it's green, then it may look a little kind of confused and a little busy. Whereas if you stick to just certain colors, it's going to look more cohesive is one thing I would say. You know, another thing is if you have some pictures, if you're wanting it to look the most beautiful, it can. If you have some pictures on there that you don't like, you know, you can go in and delete those. And people with big accounts do that all of the time. So that's certainly something that you can do. Um, And then again, just kind of, uh, you know, work on your photography too. do some styling when you take your photos so that they are, you know, the best they can be. And those are anyway, those are my thoughts. How about yours, Kelly? I would adopt all those tips. They're excellent. One other that I might add is have uh, a shot from far away and then maybe do a close-up the next one. Mm-hmm. And then maybe a shot from far away. So it's interesting. So uh, uh, people on Instagram tend to, to really like to look at rooms. Mm-hmm. Yes, but they I do. But I think when you look at a whole gallery and a lot of it is from far away, so you're seeing a lot of things in the rooms uh, or in the space because – it's a tiny little picture. And if it's from far away, you know, you're seeing the sofa and the lamp and the the, the stool or the plant and all of the things. Sometimes I think it's just like a, it's a rest for your eye to see something that's close up. Um, so that's how I like to break mine up. And I really do. I mean, I love Instagram. I, I, I get I drive a lot of pleasure of just sort of putting the pictures and making sure they sort of all flow together as Anita mentioned. It, it's fun to do. It's another creative outlet. Um, and I think that's the way Julia is looking looking at it. So I I think what Anita said is uh you know a bunch of perfect tips. My only addition was maybe to vary the the depth of how far you are away from the item that you're photographing. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. That, and that's nice to have some close-ups and some And you didn't give distance. us your account, Julia. So if you want to, you oh, can yes. you can send it over because I guess uh, this was from a personal account and then she has another account that is of her home. And I don't know what that is. So if you want to send that, I'd love to take a look. So thanks everybody for hanging out with us today. I hope you had fun. We love talking about trends with you. And remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. We are so excited because this is the year of an even closer connection with you. Sign up for our insider emails at decoratingtipsandtricks.com to get the details on how to join Team DTT. Yep, Team DTT. Everything you love about decorating tips and tricks and so much more. More tips, more advice, more inspiration, more laughs, more us, and most importantly, 
more you. So add your email to our DTT insider list at decoratingtipsandtricks.com. You'll get the details via email. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. 